So the Pasuk says that in the third month, let's say since the Exodus, so the first month is Nisan, then Iyad and Sivan, the third month. So on this day they came to Midbar Sinai, the desert of Sinai, and then the giving of the Torah was uh, on the 6th of Sivan, a few days later. So the question is, why does it say in the third month? It doesn't say what day of the month. Now, in fact, we know the Gemara says this was on Rosh Chodesh, on the first of Sivan, but it doesn't say that clearly. We learn it out of Xerah Shava that it that just like here it says on this day, elsewhere where it uses that phrase on this day, it refers to Rosh Chodesh. But why doesn't it say clearly? So. To understand this, we need to first understand something more general. What was the point of the giving of the Torah altogether? Seemingly, Hashem had already taught uh, revealed Torah to a certain special tzaddikim, and uh, they'd already been uh, keep learning Torah and keeping Torah for many generations. Like we know about the Avos and others. So the to explain this, Let's look at uh, the Aveda and the accomplishment of, uh, of the Aves, and especially of Avram. It says that Avram was Holech, uh, and I say Anegba, he was going towards the Negev. Now, Negev is the right, um, south is the right, north is the left, so he's going towards the right, which is the, the uh, quality, of the attribute of Ava, of love. And uh, he was uh, extending extend further and for, further in his love of Hashem to the extent that he, 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 he was totally bottled before Hashem. He was like a, a chariot before the rider. Uh, and this love was revealed within him. And uh, and he was he had left his Egypt, like it says there, Vayal Avram, a Mimitzrayim that Avram left Egypt, and he was going towards Negba, Negba, going towards this Ava, meaning that he left the limitations that uh, were placed on him from his uh, body and his animal soul, and uh, got beyond, uh, got liberated from those limitations, and was able to develop a real Ava of Hashem. Now, through thinking about how uh, we are energized every moment by Hashem and our whole being is Hashem. So, uh, in other words, uh, a meditation, a reflection on Mamalikam, how Hashem fills the, all the worlds and enlivens each creation and each of us according to what we can take, our level, according to what we could take in. So, that should bring us to an Ava, love of Hashem. The issue is that it doesn't. Uh, normally because of the uh, the body and the Nefshavaham is covering over uh, and uh, and blocking us from uh, uh, becoming excited. And in order to break free of that, so we need to uh, reflect on Sovacom, how Hashem is uh, beyond uh, worlds. And uh, and uh, we have no we we have no way to understand Hashem Himself. Let's because Hashem creates worlds only through His malchus and His dibur uh, speech. Like it's we like we say in davening Barash Amavayel and blessed is the one who said, blessed is Hashem who said He said the uh, the ten mamaras let there be light, let there be the sky, etc. And then the world was. So creation is only from Hashem's speech. 
Uh, and what that means is that it's only like a, a sort of a little ray from Hashem, but not Hashem, Hashem himself. Hashem remains unaffected. And all of creation is called uh, the uh, uh, praise of your handiwork. So it's only Hashem's handiwork. Uh, but Hashem himself is above. And and uh, even the uh, source of our neshamas, the even the source of neshamas, the souls and malach and the angels, that is only from Hashem's name, which name again represents uh, a uh, a energy which is uh, not essence. It's uh, you only need a name when there's someone else there. So uh, so we think about how the, the world is just Hashem's handiwork, and even the neshamas and angels are just they just uh, receive their energy, their life force from Hashem's name. Which yes, that it, name is higher than a handiwork because in handiwork you don't have the essence involved. Uh, like just like when a person builds something, so he has to be somewhat he has to be focused. But that the, what he does doesn't necessarily reflect his essence. Whereas his name, it's not the essence, but it pull it it's connected to the essence. It pulls the essence with. Like when you call someone's name, then that their whole being is is there is present so it, it touches essence but still it's not essence and hashem is hashem's essence is unaffected and remains beyond like we say that that hashem is unchanged and therefore realizing that hashem is the only real thing and totally beyond worlds so therefore the neshama should <coughs> Uh, through thinking of this, uh, it, it it helps the neshama just want to rise above and want to connect to Hashem, the real thing. And uh, to the extent that when this doesn't happen, so the 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 pasuk is surprised, so to speak. It says, violation, you see that I am the pasuk says I am Hashem who doesn't change." And you, uh, sorry, and you, the uh, children of Yaakov, you didn't. Um, expire the, the way Hasidus explains this pasuk is you didn't expire with love of Hashem and it's asking it as a question if Hashem is so great Hashem doesn't change by the whole creation so why didn't you expire with love of Hashem why aren't you getting excited <clears throat> so this is so uh, for many it's difficult even after thinking about Hashem as so verb as beyond worlds to develop a, a passionate love of Hashem but Avram did achieve this so the reason why uh, we have difficulty is because of our sins, and even besides our sins, just our materialism, which makes it difficult to, to relate to uh, th- uh, these ideas about Hashem that will bring us to an Ava, love of Hashem. And therefore we stay in this state, like the uh, Gemara says, that uh, the Ganif, before he, the thief, before he uh, steals, he prays to Hashem for mercy, for assistance. Why? Doesn't he realize Hashem's against what he's doing? But because his he, he, he uh, his relationship with Hashem stays makif, stays uh, superficial, uh, because he's not able to develop this uh, internal love like Avram had because of the materialism of her body. And this is the meaning of the pasuk, 
that that uh, Hashem saw the the uh, affliction and the poverty uh, of our forefathers. Uh, so simply, this means that uh, our forefathers had a difficult time in Egypt. But what it also means is spiritually that they were stuck in Egypt and they weren't able to develop the the passionate feelings that Avicenna, that our forefathers, the the um, the Avicenna uh, and Yaakov um, had. So what is the solution? So next paragraph. So uh, through this, the Torah, uh, for this purpose, the Torah was given to the Jewish people. That this gives us the strength to overpower that materialism of our body and to break free, and so that we're able to develop an ava of Hashem. This is the meaning of the pasuk: Hashem that Hashem gives strength. To his people, this is the strength to break free of the clutches and the uh, the the uh, garments that cover our neshama from the neshamahamis, and it causes two senses of peace. Bar shalom is based shalom, two types of peace. One is the peace and the union between our neshama and Hashem fusing together as one. The other piece is between our godly soul and our animal soul. Our Nefesh Al-Kis and our Nefesh Bahamis, that, they, that the Nefesh Bahamis doesn't block and disturb the Nefesh Al-Kis, but on the contrary, it works with it. And it and it, the Nefesh Bahamis also says, yes, I want to be one with Hashem. When this is when the, when the Klippa is subdued and even transformed, because Torah both strengthens the national kiss, it gives eyes to the national kiss, and it's also called Taishia, which could be translated as a weakener. So Torah is a strengthener to the national kiss, and a weakener, Taishia, to the national Bahamis, uh, that, that weakens its strength and, and allows the national kiss to just be fully dominant. So... The question, so, so that's our solution. When we learn Torah, then the same ideas that before weren't talking to us, that weren't inspiring us, now suddenly they'll be able to inspire us because we've, we've been lifted uh, spiritually. But how does this work? Torah also talks about physical things, talks about agriculture and business and relationships. How does Torah then, uh, and that's what Halacha deals with, and that's what the Shas deals with. So how then does it lift us above to an Av of Hashem? So explanation is because Torah really is godly and spiritual. Uh, that the Torah comes from Hashem's, or instead of Hashem's unlimited light and beyond worlds. Like the Aserah begins, the, the introductory pasuk, it says, that Hashem spoke all these uh, words, saying, and then it begins, the very first word of the Aserah I. Now, why does it say Lamer? Normally, Lamer is when not everyone is present, and Lamer means you should tell it to the others who are not here now. But with the, at the time of Aseris Adibris, the Ten Commandments, all the entire Jewish people were there. And it says even the souls of future generations were there. So who then are you repeating it to who wasn't already there, who didn't hear it the first time? So here, uh, Lamer has a different meaning. Lamer means that we repeat the Torah that was said at Sinai. And whenever we're learning Torah, 
it's not us coming up with an idea, but Hashem is speaking through us. When we learn Torah with uh, with Bittel, then Hashem is speaking through us. And it, like, although there's the Mishnah and Gemara is full of all the different names of which Rabbi said which halacha, but really it's a dvare Hashem says it's my word that I put into your mouth. And every it has this ability to just uh, let Hashem, so to speak, talk through him. And this is uh, th- uh, this is uh, the meaning of tan l'shenim rasecha that it says, "Let my tongue re- uh, respond, answer with your words, with your speaking." Uh, that that we're just repeating, so to speak, what Hashem says. And uh, this is also the meaning of what the bar says on the pasuk. The pasuk says that you should You should inform your children and your grandchildren and then it can in others you should teach your children grandchildren Torah. and then it continues right the day that you stood at Chayr at Har Sinai and received the Torah so the Gemara says that just as when we received the Torah was the aim of Yira Beresus of Zaya was with uh, reverence and awe with trembling um, and uh, and sweating it was uh, we were uh, in, in, in awe and, and, and shaken by the experience, we realize the magnitude of the experience. So too, every time we learn Torah, it's the same. So seemingly, what do you mean? When we received the Torah, that was from Hashem. When we learn Torah, it's us trying to understand something. How's it the same? Why should we have the same reverence? The answer is no. Every time we learn Torah, it's Hash- if, if, if we do it properly, it's Hashem speaking through us that we are saying Hashem's words. And that's why we should have that sense of reverence and trepidation and, and trembling, uh, like when we receive the Torah the first time. And uh, that, that's how a person, when, when a person thinks about that, that this is Hashem's word speaking through me, so will come to a great uh, yira and, and ama, great uh, reverence and all in his learning of Torah. Okay. So this is how Torah brings us, allows us then when we learn Torah like this, then, then we're in the right state to, that, that when we think about Hashem's greatness, we'll develop a, a love and a yearning for Hashem. Next paragraph. So now this type of learning Torah strengthens our Nefshalikis and it weakens our now the Sitrach, our Nefshalikis. And this is the meaning of the first of the Aseris Adibris. It says, I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of Egypt. So it starts with Anoichi, I, meaning it's Hashem's essence. And this, this uh, same Anoichi is also used in Shema. We say, That uh, these words that I command you today, uh, so Anoichi uh, here also, is, uh, is is Hashem's essence beyond now because we're within this world so this uh, 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 revelation a touch of Hashem's essence comes through Tzimtzum comes through a contraction first it says Anoichi Havaya Lekecha it's first Yud Kei which is already a Tzimtzum Yud is a Tzimtzum then the hay spread, spreading out of the light after the Tzimtzum etc and then Alekecha is even Hashem within nature but ultimately, it's still Torah starts with Anoichi, with Hashem's essence. And that comes down to our Neshama. 
and then that, that uh, feeds into the end of the pasuk that uh, who who, re, re, who uh, takes you out of Egypt because the Egypt is the limitations of the body and animal soul that stop us from getting excited about Hashem. But Hashem takes us out through this anoichi, through a touch of the essence that when we, we receive when we learn Torah, which strengthens our nefshalikis and weakens our nefshabamis. And that's, this also explains why the Anshe Yerichai, the people of Yerichai, as the Mishnahis um, and the Mara says, that they didn't want to uh, say Baruch Aim. They wanted to go straight from Shema to Vahavta. Why? And the Chacham said they're wrong and they should say Baruch Shem, but why did they not want to say Baruch Shem? Because uh, they wanted to go straight from Echad, this sense of total oneness that, that there's Hashem and, and, and Hashem is the only real thing. And that would feed into an Ava directly. In other words, the fact Hashem Echad, from Hashem's perspective, there's only Hashem and Hashem is one. That is the most powerful feeder to Vahavta to love Hashem. Uh, the the uh, higher level of unity where there's only Hashem that feeds more into Ava and that will even uh, transform the, like we say, with your whole heart, meaning both with the Neshulah Kis and the Neshulah Bahamis to, to subdue and then transform the Neshulah Bahamis. On the other hand, if we insert Baruch Shem in between, so Baruch Shem is uh, acknowledging that even where we see multiplicity and where we see a sense of other outside of Hashem, even there, Hashem is the real God. But uh, so therefore, Bar Hashem is at a lower level, which includes uh, acknowledging the world and acknowledging all nations. But we still, the Lapel, practically, we still say Bar Hashem, but we say it quietly. Uh, and uh, and although and although with Baruch shame it's a lo- it's acknowledging that it's it's at the level of only a shame and name of Kavod the uh, honor and his kingdoms so it's not a shame himself it's all array of array of array but still even there it, we end off with void with which void is uh, is uh, sort of uh, evolves from echad it's still the same basic echad. Uh, the the vav um, is related to the aleph and the uh, the ayin in vav is related to the ches in echad because both come from the throat um, and uh, so therefore even in this place of multiplicity and uh, physicality even there Hashem remains one as well. Next paragraph of Zayyuvim. So now. So what we're trying to achieve is just total bittel Tashem, and that's like the way Hashem speaks through us, and then that breaks all the materialism and allows us to well up with the love of Hashem. So this is why the Jewish people are compared to the moon, because the moon has nothing of itself. It's, it just receives and gives over from the sun. Every month, the moon has a time where it's uh, where it becomes like almost nothing. You can't see you can not you can't see it. It's just a little dot, and that is when it's receiving from the sun. Then, as it moves further away from the sun, so then it becomes bigger. So it gives over the sun's light, but then it goes back towards just being a dot immediately below the sun. So similarly, the Jewish people, our natural state is with complete bittel before Hashem. And when we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, it should be in a way of total bittel. It's not that, 
I like to learn because I'm a big thinker and a philosopher, etc. I like to, I, I love Hashem because it talks to me, but rather with a state of bitter, with a state of a complete nullification before Hashem that lets Hashem fill our terror and mitzvahs and Hashem speaks through our mouth. And uh, uh, Hashem is also uh, compared to, it says, that Hashem is like a sun and a shield. So the sun is the is Shem Havayan and uh, the shield is Elikim. So uh, we uh, should just, uh, and, and this is our our sort of who we really are, to just let Hashem's sun shine uh, onto us and through us. And this is the in the three main uh, parts of our, our, our Veda, our three main roles is Teira, Aveda, and Gemilas Hasadim. Teira is divine service, which is primarily through uh, the davening uh, in our times, and um, Gemilas Hasadim, acts of kindness. So the idea of Tzedakah, is uh, giving to those to those who have nothing. Uh, so that's the idea of the sun shining on those in a in a state of uh, bittle. And so whereas so that that's like a from from above to below. Whereas Aveda, we're just uh, uh, submitting and going up to be included in Hashem. And then the Torah, as it is from Hashem, that's from above to below. And then our Torah is just letting Hashem talk through us from below to above. Uh, so that's all, all like the moon before the sun, that it's the moon shines only through its total bittle before the sun. Final paragraph, Bezehu. So now we can uh, return to our original Pasuk. We said, <clears throat> the Pasuk says that it doesn't say it's Rish it just says on this day. So the coming to Sinai, Har Sinai, and, and receiving the Torah was after a process of Sfirah of counting seven weeks. And <clears throat> this was all about allowing Hashem's unlimited light, or in safe, to be revealed down here just as above through our total bittle before Hashem, and that, that Hashem should uh, just speak through us when we learn Torah. Now, when they uh, they were already in the seventh week, already the third day, so they've already basically completed uh, the <clears throat> refinements, and we we're ready for the Torah. So, uh, so th- at that stage, so there was the new moon, which is uh, the revelation of Hash- of Hashem's unlimited light through the bit of the moon. The moon is just totally in a state of ready to receive. And uh, therefore, it doesn't say clearly, it just says, because Yom means revelation. Like it says that Hashem called the, the um, light day and the uh, darkness night at the beginning of creation. And there, where it says, refers to the revelation of Hashem himself, the high-level oneness where there's only Hashem, which that was why Moshe uh, prophesied using the word Zeh. This is the word that of Hashem, whereas the other prophets use the word Koi, so, because Zeh is this high level of clarity with that there's only Hashem and that's it. So that's that's what was achieved uh, now before Matan Torah, and this is the idea of Rosh Chodesh, where the moon is just in a state of full bittle before the sun. 
and uh, this uh, developed an Ava because Vahafta is twice the gematria of Ur, uh, which uh, which uh, is is the idea of we said before that it says by Yom Yom is day is Ur, Vahafta is double Ur. Uh, so in this deep state of Pital, uh, which causes uh, uh, allows for a deep Ava, and together with that they came to Midbar Sinai. Sinai, the Gemara says comes from the word sin or hatred because uh, the Torah caused hatred uh, like anti-Semitism against the Jewish people. Uh, and but sin also means sin is also in the sense of uh, hatred, in other words, weakening the uh Nefesh Bahamas, fighting against the Nefesh Bahamas that it shouldn't block and instead it should allow um uh, Ava of Hashem to develop. And it says midbar sinai, midbar means desert, but midbar also comes from the word speech. And the added mem grammatically um, weakens the uh, the sherash. Uh, so this, the letters hermantiv. Um, so when they're added at the beginning or end of the letters, they weaken. Some of them go at the beginning, some at the end. So then they weaken the um, the uh, uh, main sherash. Like for example, you have mishmeris. So you have the in the middle the guard, guard guarding, and then the mem and tov at the at the beginning and end uh, weaken the sherish. So similarly here, it's weakening because it's not our speech for ourselves. We're just repeating Hashem's word with the uh, bittle. And that's why it says that they were coming from Rafidim. By Yisumi Rafidim, they traveled from Rafidim. And the Gemara says that Rafidim means that they were weak. Um, but uh, so the Gemara uh, seem, simply they weaken and spiritually they weaken. And in other words, this was a criticism of the Jewish people. But we can also say that Rafidim, this weakness, is um, is the uh, weakness of uh, of the neshama to uh, yes yeah, so, so the, it's the weakness of the neshama which then led to through bittel to the strength of the neshama and uh, weakening of the nevshimahamis to allow the Abba to develop so in short Torah is what allows the uh, our Ava Hashem to develop. Normally, we could just be insensitive to the these uh, this, I thinking uh, these ideas about Hashem. It's just beyond us. But through Torah, it uh, lift but lifts us uh, when through learning Torah with the uh, bittel uh, lifts us uh, to be able to be sensitive to thinking and, and meditate uh, on Hashem and creating an Abba and also weakens our Nefesh Bahamis so that the Nefesh Bahamis also uh, doesn't disturb and even participates. And um, that's uh, that's the idea of uh, why, why it doesn't even need a Seirish Chodesh It is the, actually the main point uh, that it was a, a time of uh, revelation of Yechud Allah. Which happens, which is represented by Rish Chodesh because the moon is in a state of total bittle before Hashem. And this level of oneness was achieved through Matan Torah.